Howdy, this is Stephen Rios with the Prop Olympians podcast, episode one. Uh, I'm here with Matt the Yeti Graves. Uh, if you want to get to know a little bit more about me and the Yeti uh, and who we are, what we do, and uh, why we're doing this podcast, you can actually go back and check out episode zero uh, to learn about learn a little bit more about us and, like I said, what we do and why we're doing this. Um, but we want to keep this you know, relatively short, you know, uh, as much as we can, uh, and get you, get you the good stuff. So, uh, Matt, tell the people how, uh, they can hear us in the very different, various different ways. Yeah. So we're doing it both video and audio. Uh, it's on YouTube. Um, we'll make sure that the, uh, the YouTube link goes out in, uh, in all the old, old maroon socials we can, um, on audio it's on Spotify, Apple, Google, uh, for Blake Pellerin, it's on Podcast Addicts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that is, but it's there. Uh, if anybody listens to any other podcast apps, just let me know, and I can get it up on it. Um, there's a million of them out there, and if you got one you like, just let me know, I can put it on there. Um, also, it, it's being hosted on Substack, which is kind of a blogging newsletter-type platform, but it's got a podcasting thing. So you can also subscribe to it on Substack, and you'll get all the emails every time one goes out. Um, that, you know, we're trying to keep these on a regular basis, but, you know, as things, the season changes and stuff like that, but, uh, subscribe to the Substack and you'll get the email, uh, every time one comes out. So. Cool. Thank you, Matt. Uh, before we introduce our guests, I do want to show you guys how easy it is to go in and, uh, pay, uh, the reoccurring donations to, uh, Old Maroon, you know, some people may ask why, and we're hoping that, you know, the conversation we have with these guys help you understand where your money can go through by utilizing Old Maroon to pay. Um, there's a couple of different ways. So Matt will keep, or Matt will put a link down below uh, to make this gift. Uh, and you have the opportunity to click on three different ways or the, you know, three different ways to give. You can do it as a one-time gift, Okay, you can click on it, you know, for a one-time gift, and it has certain amounts here, but you can also put in, if you want to give a certain amount that you feel is necessary, you can do that. Or what, you know, a lot of people have done uh, is do a monthly recurring donation. Uh, you know, I give 21 bucks a month. It's not much, but over the course of a year, it adds up. And I think I've been doing it for like seven or eight years now. Um, so... This is a great way to help the, the Old Maroon uh, Club continue to uh, have a recurring income to be able to give to the team on a regular basis. Uh, you know, if monthly doesn't work for you and you'd rather it be annually and come out a year, you know, once on a certain day you pick every year, maybe your birthday, you can do that as well uh, and you can choose that amount. So uh, once again, Matt will have that link down below for you to go in and uh, get that set up. And of course, if you have any questions, reach out to your Omarin board members, or you can even reach out to me and the Yeti. So, uh, but with that being said, we want to kick off, uh, you know, our first true, I guess, podcast with a couple guys from the club. Uh, they're, they're admin uh, for the club and also current players. Um, we we spent probably the first ten minutes getting to know them, but uh, they're they know that they're good. Uh, the first part is them introducing <laughs> themselves, who they are, where they're from, when they started playing rugby, their major, uh, and all that good stuff. So, 
Uh, Matt Mancias, will you kick it off for us? Um, my name is Matt Mancias. I'm the club treasurer. And, uh, I mean, to kind of just tell you guys a little bit about me, I'm from Dallas. Uh, I attended a Jesuit College Preparatory up there, and I, that's where I started playing rugby uh, my freshman year. So that was 2016, I believe. Or, sorry, 2015, 2016. Um, played football for a year uh, as, a, as a freshman as well. Um, however, realizing that I wasn't going to grow anymore at, at my solid five foot seven, uh, I realized I needed to do a different sport. So uh, I, I eventually wound up at rugby and have fell in love with it ever since. And uh, I'm actually uh, a nine. Uh, I was just mentioning to Steven and Matt earlier that I'm a forward pretending to be a back. And uh, for some reason, I picked the back position that does the most running. Uh, and uh, let me tell you, it's fun, fun. That's a great way to put it. <laughs> and uh, but I'm a current senior uh, here at A&M. I'm uh, in the business school. I'm in the PPA program uh, studying accounting. And I'll be getting my master's uh, in MIS. Uh, graduating in December of this next academic year. So, yeah, that's me. What's MIS? Oh, uh, Management Info Systems. It's like business tech. Gotcha. What uh -huh. other club were you part of? Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I was the founder and president of the Aggie Barbecue Club. I also led the uh, Scuba Club here on campus and was in other organizations as well. But uh, those Aggie Barbecue Club was the big one. <laughs> I, we, him and I talked a little bit about this, you know, <laughs> the sous vide reverse sear method, you know. So uh, here in Fort Worth, we have, like, I think I visit frequently as a Ford front row player. Probably. But there's the Panther City Barbecue. There's, like, four or five within, like, a three-mile radius that were in the top 20 of Texas Monthly Barbecue. So whenever y'all come up to Fort Worth, dude, you need to check that place out. <laughs> well, you're from Dallas, so make the trip over, you know. The, the 360 lines. Uh, hey, it's easy enough. Be, worth your while, for sure. Manu. All right, so I'm Manu Zapata. Uh, I'm originally from Argentina. So that's where I started playing rugby. Um, kind of a cool story. I'm in the middle of, two, of three brothers. So I have an older and a younger brother. My older brother started playing, and obviously, big brother starts playing. I got to start playing. I got to follow his steps. Uh, I've been playing since I was five years old, so this was my 18th or 17th year playing rugby. Um, I've moved quite a bit around the world, and everywhere I went, I've always played. Uh, positions? Well, uh, when I was younger, I was short and fat, so I was in the front row. And then I hit puberty, and I went to fly half because I could run, apparently. And that which is a bit a newer, a new start. So then when I, I moved to the U.S., um, I ended up back here in 2016, and I played for the Woodlands Rugby, uh, which is where my parents are as well, which I'm currently am in the Woodlands. I played fly half there, and then Coach James coached me and was like, hey, you're playing fly for A&M. Um, similar to Matthew, I am a business major with my counter undergrad and doing my master's in MIS tax technology, which is just more focused on the tax side, graduating in December as well. I'll have to say, to be fair, every front rower thinks they're a fly half anyway. Yeah, well, <laughs> I just got the puberty, so I got a little skinny, and then they're like, yeah, we don't need you there anymore. The uh, reason... And I'm also current club president. Okay, cool. The reason uh, us front row players can feel like we can play fly half better is because we see the field better from, like, the position of, like, coming up from the ruck or, like, the scrum half, and you're like, 
or the scrum and you are like already downfield, it's like, what the hell is he doing? Like, you need to be over on the left side, you know? So, at least that's how it I feel. Uh, quick question for you, uh, Argentina from Argentina. Uh, yep. What's what's your mate game like? Oh, on point. <laughs> I, I I drink mate every day. Um, it's my go-to. I have to. Wait, you, is that that is that is that, is that bitter drink that you and yes. Matias have? Yes, yes. That's why. And, so there's another. Well, there's two more other RGs in the team, and we when we go to uh, away games, even home games. We bring our mate with us, and everyone's just looking at us weirdly because they don't know where it is. Do you and drink so, it before the match? Yes. So we, me and the Yeti, we had there was a, a group of Uruguayan brothers, uh, the the Campbells, and uh, before every match, they were, I mean, they sat in their yep. circle, you know, drinking mate before the game, and like, I mean, for me, if I had like one or two sips, I'm like. I'm doing a pre-game dump for sure, you know, like this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Me too. No, like this, the, he, I'd rather wait to the back. Part. <laughs> so. That's the uh, best part. It makes me feel light when I'm in the field. Oh, okay. That, yeah. <laughs> it's a cleanser. The weight uh, cutter. Yeah, there yeah. you go. <laughs> uh, Griffith, man, tell us your story, dude. Hi there. So my name is Griffith Greenwood. I'm originally from Lenore, North Carolina, but I'm an Army brat. So for those of you who don't know, I haven't spent more than three years in one spot since I was like three. So moving around different places, I've been in and out of the country. Uh, I went to high school in Colleen, uh, Ellison in Colleen. It's near Fort Hood. So this is actually my first year playing rugby. I'm a transfer student and from Georgia Military College to A&M. So I started this year. I loved it. I'm a tight head. I'm big. I can run okay, but not as fast as... Matthew or Manu, they can attest. I mean, saying but, me is generous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're, still, they're still good. Uh, I'm, I'm still learning a lot of the rules and position. I, I'm no longer like like a chicken with its head cut off almost. Like I, I can just, I'm trying to work on the skills. And then I'm a junior right now, and I'm a psychology major. I'm, I'm planning on going to graduate school and getting my, like, PhD in clinical psychology for the military. Okay, cool. Are you so? Are you going into the military? I, I'm assuming. Uh, yeah, you're going into. So okay. I'm. I'm currently an officer. I'm a commissioned officer within the Texas National Guard because I went to a two-year institute, got my commission, had to come to a four-year to finish my bachelor's degree, and then normally I would just go straight into active duty. But since I'm trying to do my PhD through graduate school here. I have to apply for this thing called Edgelay. It's, it's like this whole, or excuse me, Ed, Ed, Ed Delay. It's like this whole long process, but if I go into it, I go in as a captain versus my current status as a second lieutenant. Okay, cool. Nice. Well, once again, gentlemen, appreciate you guys coming on. Uh, you know, I kind of want to talk about the current season. You know, like, y'all obviously, y'all won the Red River, right? Uh, y'all killed some of the teams out there <laughs> to put throwing some centering points on there, right? Uh, uh, y'all just played Cal Poly on Tuesday night, and you know the 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 scoreboard didn't go in your favor, right? Tell us about you know what happened, you know, like because you know from us when I what I was able to watch when before the the whatever the the like it went off for like twenty minutes, y'all were 
y'all were competitive, man. Y'all had, I mean, right off the kickoff, I y'all threw it out to the wing, and I thought that guy was going to break it all the way through. You know, so there were some moments where I was like, oh, gosh, we're, we're there, you know, and like, from what I saw, y'all were competitive, and they're a good team. I mean, they, uh, you know, both of y'all are ranked in the top 15, you know, so like the competitiveness is there, you know. Um, interested to hear y'all's take on the game and, you know, the, the you know, the season too, so. Um, so, if you, if you don't mind, I, I want to start, um, this season was actually completely different from any season we've had previously to my knowledge. Uh, we've expanded our club significantly. So I like to say that our season actually started in September of last year. It didn't just start right now. Although the Red River did, our greatest side was playing in the Lone Star Cup, which was amazing for us. It was a huge step to get to promise players everyone gets minutes. Right? If you come join a Rugby, you are guaranteed minutes on the field because we have two teams competing uh, locally and then hopefully at a national level. Right. Then, yes, the Root River did start, and we we came out to the Root River to make a statement. We were not here to play around. We were here to make a national statement, meaning you don't come and mess with Texas A&M. Right? We want to be back on, on the national board where people fear tech, when they hear the name A&M Rugby. We want, to, we want everyone else to be like, okay, they're coming to play, and, and the only way we can do this is when we play these teams like Cal Poly or back on the phone when we played Air Force. Mm-hmm. Now, to recap the Cal Poly game, I think we face our reality, um, which is we need to travel and play experienced teams to get better, right? And like you said, Rios, is we smashed some teams in the Red River Conference, right? I think our four points, we had 400 points in favor and 10 against, 12 against, I think. Mm-hmm. We got scored on twice, um, which should put you in perspective of we need to travel in order to get these games. And Capoli coming to us was great, right? We realized, I think we were there all the time, but there's the slight things where Capoli gets to compete with UCLA, St. Mary, yeah. Cal, right? And they, they because they get to do this on a daily versus we need to travel to them or they need to come to us and we don't, it's just a reality thing. However, we have a, such a young club, right? I think our average age is probably 20, right? And it's great experience, 19. Um, they get this experience, and now us going to life will be a completely different game, I think. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah, I remember the, the, they're saying, like, the how many seniors are on the team right now? You don't know? Uh, five? Um, there's Manu, myself, our vice president, um, and then two others. So five. Five. Out of 46? <laughs> yep. <laughs> wow. No, that... That's fantastic as far as y'all getting that experience, man. You know, like, uh, it was very, it's very, y'all were very similar to, like, when me and Matt were there, you know, that our sophomore year, I don't even know, I don't know how many seniors we had, but it wasn't many, you know, uh, and we were able to come back and, you know, be really competitive and by our fifth year, you know, we're in our, in the sweet 16s again, you know, um, mm-hmm. so I think y'all are on the right track, man. I know y'all have some recruits coming in, too. So y'all are still going to be, you know, probably heavily young, I guess, next year as well. But, you know, eventually, like, it starts catching up and you're going to have that experience. Yeah. Even though, uh, like you said, like, I I think that was the, the big thing, you know, like, uh, in our old boys text, Yeti, like, yeah, we just, we could see, like, those some of those guys were 
just bigger than y'all, and it was probably just due to age, you know. Um, that that counts for things, you know. When we played BYU and they were, you know, 25, 26, it's like yeah. us guys that were 20, 21, 22, we could feel it, you know. They're uh, grown ass men. So, um, what's so, your season like? Y'all playing sevens in the fall, then fifteens yeah, in the spring? Is yeah, that it alters? So seven this year, sevens was in the fall, and we'll go to nationals at the end of uh, beginning of May. Um, and then it should alter next year. It will have sevens in the spring. Really? And we'll okay. start uh, 15s in the fall. <laughs> every year, flip-flops? Yeah, the Red River just, I don't know. I don't know what they want. They just flip it every year. That's how it was. When, with like my Our freshman year with Matt, we did sevens in the fall, right? And then if not, if it wasn't for COVID, we would have done sevens in the spring the following year. Mm. Was well, that a little difference from when we played? Because we didn't even play sevens. Like seven, you, sevens, you went home to your men's club, your local men's club, right. played sevens in the summertime, and we yeah. played fifteens both fall and spring. So you got a lot more game time, a lot more reps, really. Right. I mean, our, our sevens teams dominates down here still. So yeah, the, the, we're sending them off to nationals uh, in early May. But thank God, nationals <laughs> is in Houston. Uh, all I had to do was just go to hotel. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, but, we need to put together a big tailgate or something for that, Rios. It's at the Stadium oh, yeah. Stadium, if y'all wanted to know. It's uh, the Aviva's, they're, they're hosting it again. In when May? is that? May 5th through the 7th. Yep. Ah, oh, single de Mayo weekend. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Yeti. We have fiesta. the Yeti party. Let's go. The Yeti uh, Fiesta. <laughs> Interesting. So, how long? When does the seven seven season start? It's in the fall, but like, is that like from like August when y'all first arrive until uh, September? Uh, we started in September, right, Matt? Uh, yeah. So, so actually, funny enough, uh, Manu and I were were working on this the other day. So, the sevens, uh, how the how the whole thing is set up is now now that we have the gray side in Lone Star Cup, uh-huh. we have essentially half the team working on, on, on Grayside skills. So this is our incoming freshmen. These are guys who are in the club a little bit more casually than other players, but also these are, these. I mean, this is where people learn our, our developmental Grayside. So we're getting them guaranteed games against teams across the state, whether it is uh, who who we play. We played ASU, UT, Sam Houston, yeah. State. Yeah, we, okay. we played UD, UTSA, or, and, and these other teams. So they're doing that. And then the Sevens guys, which are – Traditionally, or at least typically for our team currently, more maroon-based players, they were playing in tournaments. We we had a Denton Sevens game. We had a or sorry, Denton Sevens tournament, Austin Sevens tournaments, and that was uh, back in September. Um, and then the championship was uh, in, in October of of last year. And so after that, we have a few 15s games scattered throughout the later fall semester. Uh, and then when we get into spring, it's a it's a heavy focus on maroon. Uh, part of the deal of A and M Grayside joining Lone Star is that we can't participate in their playoffs. Right. So mm-hmm. the we we then focus we put all our resources towards maroon side and, and getting that the best team assembled that we can. Gotcha. Interesting. The. Uh, the uh, Y'all talked about traveling more, and, may, and you know, and we'll talk numbers. You know, maybe numbers is for y'all to compete more competitively. 
you know, for the maroon side. I, I'm assuming the how are the how is the competition level for the gray side? So, or gray side, there's a good well. level of competition. Now, granted, if we were to if we were to bring out a maroon squad, it, I mean, you would see. Yeah. I, I believe you would see points similar to what we saw this season or whatever. But for our gray side, for for guys who have never played together or guys still learning the game, or I mean, quite honestly, are playing it a little more casually. There's some good competition. Um, good. Now, there, there are a few teams that we kind of just rolled over. Uh, however, like one of or who do we play? Sorry, I'm looking at the, I'm looking at schedule on a different monitor here. We played uh, Texas State, and that was one of the most exciting rugby games I've I've seen for for the past two years. Nice. Um, I, I will personally so attest to that. I was on that the I was on the field for that <laughs> one. And I mean, for the great side, I I would definitely have to say. For me coming in and not knowing anything about rugby, having those kind of beginning games, because I, I got moved up to Maroon, but having those gray sides just to kind of get a better introduction and knowing where people are on the field versus on a practice, like just on a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night, versus when you're actually going and someone who's going to hit you hard. I mean, we hit hard, but it's just it's a different atmosphere, in my opinion. So, uh, especially when you get the when you get that sly punch in a ruck, and you're like, "Wow, yeah. this is half practice." Yeah. Uh, so. So, for, uh, so for a veteran uh, prop, uh, what are they doing during the fall? Uh, you know, are they in some sort of like a strength and conditioning they're, program, or are they just helping out? You know, they're preparing. Um, they're, they're helping the gray site develop, right? Um, and then, yes, the, the expectations that everyone's hitting the gym, regardless of it. Uh, coming mm-hmm. to practice, helping the great side, and realistically prepping for the 15s games that we will have. Because if we have we have three 15s games in the fall, and we needed to be ready for all three to be ready to go. So while there's the sevens guys training sevens, the great side is training. The, the left maroon is practicing together, getting the chemistry going. When when did those maroon games like really, or when did when did sevens end? And, like, maroon, like, practice, as you were saying, really start to kick off. Like, what was the time frame for that? So, October, I don't remember the exact date for October. Um, we, had, we hosted the 17th. The seven, er, ended on the 17th. On the 17th. The following, that, if that was a Saturday, that Tuesday, we were all 15th. We were ready to go on 15th. So, so like, or, in October is, like, the start of, like, maroon side. Like, mid. I would say mid, mid-October. Is the start of 15, then it'll go all the way to the next few weeks, depending okay. on how we go against how we do against life. Gotcha. So I did see, like, as I was looking through some of you, Arkansas is joining next year. Is that correct? That's exciting. Yeah. Very exciting. So is that is it University of Arkansas or Arkansas State? Arkansas State. Oh wow! Okay, <laughs> you go back to Jonesboro. <laughs> Man, that was the the rugby. That was, that was a time. Jonesboro was terrible. <laughs> uh, I can't say we never had a bad time in Jonesboro, though the Yeti. Uh, but uh, man, it was always the, uh, the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Any time it it happened. <laughs> yeah, but uh, man, uh, so. Where has Arkansas State been? What, what, have they been in the same competition that y'all have been in, or where have they? Where were yes. they? Yes. So they, they, they were doing. 
Go ahead, Matt. They, they, or they were like an agent almost. They they were kind of just getting games where they could. And Monty, you would they, have. They were in a conference. I just don't remember which one. Um, it's whatever is east of us. But it, yeah, but it was weird because they would play like D1A games and then NCR games as well to kind of get their points and then somehow make it to playoffs. Right, huh. and then whatever conference they were in dissolved, and so by proximity, we're the closest, so they're joining the Red River. Gotcha. Well, and, and what's great about them joining is that Manu made an earlier point we were talking about Cal Poly game is like it's competition. Like like Cal Poly has yeah. the has the uh, availability to be next to a bunch of just really good teams and uh, really stellar mm-hmm. teams in the in the in the states and. Competition breeds breeds excellence. So yeah. when when we have a when we right now we currently have a dominant team in the Red River Conference and we're beating teams 140 to, to nothing like like it's it's hard to get better from a game like that yeah. when you when you score every four minutes. Uh, so having this new team come in is going to be fantastic because they're they're a great team. Yeah. And yeah. now we finally have someone in Red River to really compete against. Yeah. Uh, question I know we did a couple of times Matt uh, excuse me Matt the, the Yeti uh, and I know the uh, some of the older boys or the guys our age asked the question have y'all considered like playing against or like you know playing a game against some of like the local men's clubs against yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. you know like we have okay um, sorry I didn't mean to cut you off um, no, you're good yeah, I, mean, I mean we did uh, we so not obviously last fall, but the fall before that, so fall twenty one, we played against the SaberCats Academy and uh, the Houston Arrows. I think they're called. Yeah. Um, we played against them. We do, but it's hard to fit them around our schedule because, for, from my understanding, most seasons start in the, towards the end of the fall, right, mm-hmm. and then in the spring. And since we're the only ones active. Usually some men's schools are like, oh, we, we haven't started yet. Like, we just began practices, so it's difficult for them to adjust again. And then when they are available, either our season's already over or we're coming towards the end, and it's where we're hitting you finals. You want to healthy. Right. Everyone's, we're hitting finals in, uh, at college, and everyone's like, no, I'd rather just study, and availability really decreases. Gotcha. Okay. So in, in that was actually part of the reason why we got into Lone Star, because, like, yeah. At least for like for those players who aren't aren't the the players to be on maroon, like we want to get them games, get them experience. So that way, when they do show up on maroon, they they know the game in some fashion. Yeah, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. I'd imagine there's some men's clubs though. I mean, if you guys are interested in it, you know, in the next year, that some of the ones that with the more players, they could always just throw together a team really without. You know, like the Austin Blacks and the and some of those, the Reds and the teams that are getting 100, 100 guys out the trainings, they've got enough guys standing around. Where if if in say August, September, y'all want to throw the game together, some of those teams like that, the more developed team or more the bigger clubs could probably throw together a team for you yeah. and be competitive. Yeah, just something to keep I, in mind. Yeah, and I think it's a opportunity for y'all to, and I say for y'all. It should be shown as a way that those clubs can potentially recruit you guys to come and play with uh-huh. their club, right uh, post graduation. Because um, I know, like the Quins used to do that for whenever we played. Uh, yeah, 
you know, when we went and actually played Arkansas State, we actually stopped in university or it was, there was an Arkansas men's team. Was it Little Rock? Yeah, we went to Little Rock and played. Uh, and I remember like some of them calling me like, "Hey, so what are you doing? You know, post graduation?" I was like, "I'm not going to Little Rock, bro. Like, sorry, <laughs> I'm going to Little Rock." Like, y'all had a great club and y'all hosted us very well, but now nah, I'm going to stay in Texas, dude. So uh, I think that's something that uh, you know, not only you guys, but like Old Maroon needs to, and the members of the those clubs at Old Maroon that our Old Maroon members need to like, hey. See if we can't get these guys a game because it's beneficial for both, you know. Um, yeah. Growing that community, the rugby community in general, within their own club, you know. Uh, you know, the Fort Worth men's team, you know, we the coach is a uh, Old Maroon member, Mike Sexton. I know he's, like, really interested in, you know, trying to build a better bridge for Old Maroon members to be part or, you know, Aggie rugby to be part of Fort Worth, you know, uh, as I'm a Fort Worth guy too. Uh, but I know, like, Chief is always pushing the Quins. You know, you know, Cowdy for you know has been part of the Blacks for a number of years. I mean, um, there's guys that are within those clubs that can try and that can make it happen. Uh, it's just making sure, like, we get like, hey, this is the reason why, like, we have to do it so that Aggie rugby gets local competition better, and not have to spend you know fifteen twenty thousand dollars for a weekend trip to go play. You know. Uh, anywhere, Aries or something. Anywhere, yeah, yeah. anywhere. Anywhere. You know? <laughs> anywhere. All right. It's one of upcoming yeah. presidential things to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, so kind of that segue into that, you know. Uh, you With know, that man, said, though, Griffith, if you need help, I mean, if you ever need help getting any of those games scheduled, let me or Rios know. I mean, we know pretty much every club in Texas. Yeah. Or, you know, uh, I mean, it's a. I won't like, I'm going to take you up on that. I mean, yeah, don't offer if you're not serious, because I'll do no, it. No, let us know. I mean, we yeah. know. I mean, honestly, we have contacts throughout the whole state, so let us know. Yeah. Perfect. I no, mean, I appreciate you know, that. Thank you. The, the Probably the reason y'all got the game with the arrows is because Blake, Pel- Blake Pellerin, uh, mm-hmm. like, helped started that that club. Uh, and he oh, was. There you go. Yeah, Omaroon president for a number of years uh, pre COVID. Uh, I say number of years, like four or five years. He was the one that Vaughn told me to be his vice president. Oh, so, there you uh, go. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, and he had – there's probably three or four of us on that team as well. They, they just went off uh, one and are going to playoffs as well, I think, for their Division three team maybe. I don't know. But they're a competitive club, and, you know, I guess they gave you all a pretty competitive game. You know, was it last year or the year before? Uh, so, two years ago, yeah. Yeah, and what, that was an hour drive maybe? Yeah. Way better than going to Arkansas. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they're, they're there, man. And uh, I think that, like you said, man, it's like just need more competitive games, dude. It's there. Y'all have the talent. You know, it's just getting I think stuff. it's also a, an issue of we don't know our calendar till August. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and then and that, that's out of our control, right, because that's the Red River – um, ironically, Lone Star does it pretty well. They release their calendar in, like, early June so they can prep. Uh, but Red River is like, uh, yeah, we'll get it to you. And then it's like, if we don't get it to you this week, then in the next two weeks. And if not, read the message again, you know? <laughs> wow. Um, okay. And so that was also part of the issue why we, I'm pretty sure we couldn't schedule fall games against men's clubs. It's just because we didn't know what, what, like, what our schedule is going to look like 
I, again, now we don't know what it's going to look like in the fall either. Yeah, we're not going to know until probably July. With luck. Um, like, like late July, early August maybe. And maybe that maybe that's why our Omaroon game got was so late in being uh, set too as well. Because uh, mm-hmm. I know some of our right. Omaroon yes. guys were like, when's Omaroon, right? You know, yep. For us that have like businesses and, and, and kids, like it's tough for us to like get the uh, you know the hall pass from the the wife and the kids to like come out and play. You know? Right, 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 right. So uh, the more time that we can have in advance, the better, you know. And we definitely, I know the old maroon base definitely wants to give you all the game too. So. Well, cool. Well, uh, what are the questions you have for us right now? Well, I, 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 I'll say from a from a treasure perspective. Uh, I mean, Old Maroon has won. We've we've really worked with Old Maroon very well this this year. Um, in at least at least from our end, between between myself and, and Doug, uh, the treasurer for Old Maroon, um, we or we have done well at least like in creating this. I mean, having a relationship between the club, but like. You guys being very helpful in helping us out, and us trying to give you guys as much forewarning as possible with, like, with expenses coming up and 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 doing this or doing that. Like, we plan on doing this or what we're doing with club funds, which is I mean, partially why we're here. Um, and kind of the the question becomes is like, or the what we kind of changed this year was like we wanted to give you guys forewarning on everything coming up. So. One thing that I experienced in the past I didn't really enjoy is us coming to Old Marine and being like, "Money, please." Um, we're like, like, "We need, we need fifteen thousand dollars by the end of the week, or we can't go to X." Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't like that as, as, a, as an accounting major. No. That's, that's just poor planning. Um, so we've really tried to give you guys heads like heads up on like doing this, telling you guys some f- fixed expenses that we have year over year that aren't going to change. Uh, so that way, like, if Omaru wants to cover it, or if Omaru has the availability to cover it, then then they know that it's this much and it's it's due then. So creates a sense of clarity. My question for y'all is, what could we also continue striving to be better at uh, with y'all? Is there something that we're not doing? Something you guys prefer we do differently, or anything you know, like that? I, I think you're you're hitting it on the head though, like already. You know, like I think we had a pretty good momentum going into COVID and I, you know, the Yeti and I talked about this, you know, previously that this COVID kind of killed the momentum of old Maroon, you know, uh, <laughs> as far as like some of what we were doing uh, and being able to get some information out there. But this right here is, is what we need is the communication piece, you know, because like y'all are traveling to, is it Marietta? Marietta? Or, yep. mm-hmm. Yeah. Marietta, Georgia yeah, yeah, yeah. next weekend. Right. Yes. What's the bill on that? You know, is that like 15K, 20K, right? Uh, or, I mean, if if we're just going to, like, start throwing in financials, uh, the total trip costs about, or costs, uh, about $80 less than $16,000. So 16K. Uh, 16K. Yeah, 16K. So, uh, like, as that's – to just find that out of the, 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 the budget, like, and try and come up with that, like, that's just not, like – where is that going to oh, come? No, no, or, or, I, I mean, we're, we're kind of naturally drifting in this conversation that we we planned on having. But this year, the, the reason why Old Maroon actually didn't hear it is because the, the club was in a fiscally able position to handle it. We, I've been yeah. prepping for 
playoff like expense like a playoff expense like that since August. Yeah. Um. So so we didn't have to come up to you guys and be like please, like mo- like money please. Um. Now if we win and we go somewhere next year, ah, uh, you guys will be getting an email from me. <laughs> subject is money please. Well. Uh, <laughs> so we're saying, as in, so next year we go to playoffs, we're in trouble. No, 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 no. no. I'm saying if, if, we, if we win this week, if we win against life, and we have to travel again, then we're gonna go to Ulmer and be like, <laughs> uh, hey. <laughs> well, well, funny enough, Ulmer actually um, had some remaining funds for that, so it actually won't be a whole 16k. We Doug and I have have worked well at managing our funds, so like. We have these surprise trips because we didn't know we were going to go to Atlanta until last Monday, yeah. essentially. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- like this previous Monday. Right. Um, so I had been planning for that because I knew it was going to come up and I knew it was going to be flights and I knew it was going to be a lot of money. So the club is able to is, a- is able to foot this whole playoff. And then Old Maroon has a hold of funds that's designated for travel um, that if we were to win this game and go on to playoffs for the next week, we wouldn't be coming up to Old Maroon going like, "Hey, we need, we need eighteen k so, to go here." It's like, "Hey, we need sixty five hundred." Gotcha. Um, and, and that's just—I mean, that's just saving rather than spending where where you can, and that's mm-hmm. avoiding expenses there while while putting more money there. Um, yeah. Now for next year, I hope hopefully the cycle will repeat. Um, we have we have savings with Old Maroon, but also the the next next team does a good job at saving money, Griffith. Right. I'd say that strategy's paid well for you, but it's also kind of hurt you guys on competition-wise, right? Because you're saving for this playoff run, right? But you're not spending money throughout the season. Like, we would take a spring break trip every year. We'd go to, like, California and go play a few mm-hmm. teams in California. Or we'd go to Las Vegas during sevens and play BYU in Utah and, like, these right. high-caliber teams. So you're mm-hmm. not spending the money there to get the competition. So it's – I guess what I'm getting at is if y'all had more money – you can get better competition, better games. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, if we had more money, we could do everything. Uh, yeah. I, with the spring break trip specifically, I, how you guys mentioned COVID killed all the momentum. COVID kind of killed our spring break trip thing. Yeah, so right. one thing that we're doing next year um, is actually we're taking a fall break trip. So we get we get a fall break now in the fall semester. Um, and we get a fall break trip. We're actually going up to Colorado to go play Air Force. CSU, Air Force, uh, maybe even Boulder, although – Three games in three days would be pretty tough, uh, but it's going to be. I mean, we're we're trying to get back onto that travel and, and saving money for that. So, we three games in three days is is tough. Matt, we did it uh, actually in Colorado. So in before uh, it was our sophomore year, when we went to Westerns, uh, which is the you know, we had Western playoffs before you went to Sweet Sixteens. And, like, mm. in the Western playoffs, we had to play three games in three days. Right, Saturday, Sunday. It was – I've never, like, that That was tough. Physically tough. Yeah. <laughs> that Sunday like, game was the coldest I've ever been on a rugby pitch. It was snow. It started snowing during warm-ups, and it was miserable. Yeah. And, and that's to the altitude. So we got in a whole, like, day before, I think, just to have a practice – and like get acclimated to like the altitude, right? Uh, Matt, do you remember who we played? Did we talk about this? We played Nebraska one game. We played. Was it, we played Nebraska it, the first game? Wyoming. Nebraska, and maybe Wyoming. Wyoming beat us on Saturday. Maybe, yeah, I don't remember. And then it was Colorado. Okay, cool. I think me and Chase were talking about this the other day on the phone. 
uh, trying to remember what three teams it were. The only yeah. thing I remember about that trip was we had ice baths it didn't, with no ice in it because Johnny just filled up the kiddie pool before we left. He yeah, filled up the kiddie pool at the hotel before we le- left, and we come back to the hotel after the game. You had to break the ice to get in. Yeah. Yeah. There's actually a, a picture of me and Jake. Uh, what's his new net? He's like a movie star now. Uh, uh, <laughs> Lock it still. <laughs> Uh, his, his, we knew him as Jake the Snake, uh, and now his name's like Jake Ryan or something. Uh, what's, uh, his, what's his real last name? Lockett. Jake Lockett. Lockett. Yeah, Lockett. there we go. Uh, but yeah, he's actually like on the cover of Call of Duty. Like that's his face. So, but he played. He was oh. the Russ uh, from. Was it Chicago uh, Fire? He's doing now. He's that's like right. The main character in Chicago Fire. Um, but get, sorry, going back to that. Yeah, no, like the. The, the travel piece, like, yeah, we have to, and I say we, like us and Old Maroon, have to make sure that right, we yes, somehow uh, figure out a way to fund those trips for that competitive, uh, those competitive games for you guys. And I think just for the experience of it, because, like, you know, we had a fall and spring break trip every year, you know, uh, and that was kind of like our sometimes humbling, you know, uh, games to like go back and be like hey this is stuff we got to work on you know before right. spring break, you know like we'd have some success and then we'd have just like some really competitive games that mm-hmm. really help us grow as a team and as a club you know um because those are two different ways to grow uh in this sport you know like making sure the second side gets a game and travel time with the maroon side to see yep. that competition level what they need to get to and to have that want to be better, you know, uh, to to wear the first side jersey, you know, um, I think that's a big thing. So. Man, it made us a better club too. I think just the camaraderie and like it was a literal team building exercise of going on these trips and stuff. And anyway, I think it was great. Yeah. So, uh, looking at what you sent us, uh, thank you by the way. Y'all had forty six total members this year, right? And active members. Active members. For the spring, correct? Hmm? For the spring, that is. Or, or kind of over, over the course of the whole year. Oh, there, there, there's peaks and spikes, but, you know, people leave. Like active, active 46? Okay. I was just making sure. Yeah. Well, when you say uh, there's it peaks and spikes, like at the peak, how many do you think y'all have, like, at practice? So, oh. so the, I mean, the biggest peak in terms of pure numbers uh, of just people uh, it's after we do Rec Palooza, which is like one of our main advertising things on campus. It's uh, something the Rec here uh, hosts, and every club is there. And you know, uh, we've gotten pretty good at, at selling the club to people and, and showing them what's about. Especially picking up old football players that yeah. still want to hit people. Pick those, pick up a lot of those guys. I mean, there are some practices or there are some times where we have 60, 60 guys at, at, a, at a single practice. Um, yeah. Now. Of course, as the very freshman, I mean, because the Red Blues is for freshmen. As a freshman college thing, you kind of come out and try some stuff. You, we get some people that stick, but some people that don't. Yeah. So that number kind of naturally hovers around the 45 to 50 mark. Gotcha. Uh, just like as people pick it up, people come back, or people begin trying it uh, just in the middle of the semester. Griffith, how did you get recruited? Because uh, this, this is your first year. Were you part of this Palooza recruitment? I'll be honest, I was not. I 
my uncle and my stepdad played rugby, and I was like, I heard the A&M had a rugby team, so I came out to try out for the first night, and it got rained out. So they said, come back tomorrow. I said, okay, I can do that, and I did. But I was just exploring A&M, and I saw that that's something I wanted to do. Nice. Okay. Uh, So how many recruits do y'all have? Do you have a list of recruits that are already coming in next year? Um. If anyone were to have that, it would be Johnny. Um, I, but I, I heard the recruiting class uh, was pretty successful of the same level, of, same level as last year. So that's a – if we're doing it off of same levels as last year, it should be another, like, 16 to 20 recruits. Wow. I think mm-hmm. last year we recruited uh, – we knew that we had around 20 coming in, and out of those 20, like, 13, like, really stuck to it, like, Came out of practice from day one, did all the preseason training and everything, and they're currently playing. Yeah, yeah, currently at the crawfish boil yesterday. Yeah. All right, cool. Nice. Um, man, that's pretty awesome. Uh, a group of 20 coming in. Yeah. That's, that's cool. I think, the, the number Johnny was telling us. Okay, cool. So, man, you're adding that into the mix of things, you know, the – does Lone, it, when y'all compete in the Lone Star games, is it just one team, or is it, are y'all going to be able to have two teams out there, you know? No, we, I, I believe the agreement is we're only allowed one team. Yeah. Because uh, Lone Star was – the other teams of Lone Star were – They're very hesitant of us joining because they didn't want A&M having two teams. Right? Knowing that we have a Red River team having, oh, this is just a developing thing. Like, we're playing a developing side. And our grade side, the expectation for our grade side was win the cup. Yeah, beat everyone. This is not we didn't we didn't go there to play like to to throw in our players. I didn't know what they were doing. The expectation was for them to win and compete, right? And we gave all the teams we played. We gave them a run for their money. Nice, cool. So, new recruits come in. What are their dues and what do they get? Like, what are, what's their? Because like it's. This is, we're, we're speaking my language now. Yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, currently, uh, recruitment dues or for new player dues. So that's your first semester of playing rugby. They're they're set at two hundred and fifty dollars. Um, after your first semester, so if it's your second semester, if it's your fourth, if it's your sixth, dues are four hundred. That's a or that's a hundred. That's a hundred and fifty dollar increase from. Previous dues, we actually made the change. Uh, Manu, it was going into this year, right? Uh, yes, we increased it uh, 50 before, in, the, in a year ago, and then coming in the fall, 250 new, 400 returning. Just inflation, so, and so we needed total, to increase. Yeah, so we had like a total increase of about $100. Sorry, I said 150 before, about $100 uh, over the past year. Uh, and that's just because things were more expensive. We, we had to... I mean, travel co- travel costed a lot more um, after COVID. We we had a bit of COVID where travel was easy, but we couldn't actually travel. Um, and then coming out of it, everything just cost more. So working uh, working to get players to those distance games, even if it was just like a three hour drive, club reimbursements is uh, club reimbursements cost more. Hotels cost more. Planes cost a lot more. Um, and we just needed to to increase those dues. So. If you are a returning player um, that comes in, let's say you're a sophomore, uh, in total you spend $800 uh, to be a player for the full year. 
And if you add in our Triple Sevens fundraising, that's $300. So in total, you're looking at $1,100 for a player to play rugby at A&M. And then uh, for a new player, the $250 that they pay will include a warm-up jersey, or two warm-up jerseys, a maroon and a white one, a pair of sh- and a pair of shorts, uh, and a polo for Calvin. Okay. Got to look good. I mean, that is – so the $1,100, though, that, there's $300 that you could fundraise, though, like – Right. So, Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, you have the opportunity to only have to pay eight hundred dollars, then, right? Correct. Yes. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay. You know what the sad thing is, man? That's more expensive than what it is to play men's rugby. You know, <laughs> way more expensive. Uh, we uh, we we went from being one of the cheapest clubs in the state yeah. to one of the most expensive ones. But I can assure you that we we definitely need it. Um, yeah. No. We, absolutely. I mean, it, it, ha- it honestly, it hasn't, the, that amount actually hasn't changed much from when we were there, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. That, was, that was a concerning issue. <laughs> well, our dude, well, I think it was like around 1200 to $1,600 is what it was. I'm sure if I went back to that old, terrible laptop that I had as a student, I could probably find that that rec allocation presentation that I did every year. Uh, but I want to say it was about $1,600 for a player to come in, pay your dues, and then go on a fall break and spring break trip. Because uh, that, mm-hmm. that would pay for, like, it was like a $300 or $400 trip, basically, that, like, mm-hmm. you had to, like, somehow come up with the funds, you know, or fundraise for it. You know, I know the Triple Seven Ranch, uh, you know, fundraise – one of our guys is the one that brought it on, and it's been every year our biggest fundraise, right? Like, ten, yep. you know, we're getting ten to fourteen to fifteen thousand dollars from it every year, you know. Uh, which, by the way, uh, thank you to the Rand and Jared Rand family for that. Uh, they continue to give that every year. Um, very so, much thank you. Very yeah. much. Uh, and it's our biggest income, you know. Um, I think we did another one where we raffled off a spring break trip one year, you know, but uh, that, I mean, it's, it costs to like go and have that, those competitions, man. Um, and I know like a lot of like guys from me and Matt's or excuse me, the Yeti's uh, age, like those, those trips were just huge in us gaining that experience and like just being a better club and team together, man. It really did bring us together. So, um, nice. All right. Uh, if I could say something really quick yeah, about, about the dues. I mean, I, I definitely feel like as a new player paying that dues, it was a big surprise. Cause I was like, Oh, okay. I think this club's free. And then they told me the price and I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> but, but once I actually started like, for those who pay the dues and go to the practices every night and wear their like jerseys proudly. And like, even if it's just your polo on school, like it's worth it in my opinion. And I mean, I've even had to pay the returning dues. And again, I thought it was worth it because for the amount that we get out of those practices and the amount that like the current officers and everyone puts into the club, I mean, it's, it's worth it. Like for like what Matthew was saying, it's a hard job returning those dues from what I've been told. And not trying to excuse me, but paying for like the gas and getting everyone organized, but they do it wholeheartedly and it's worth it. 
but that was, that was my that was my ten two cents. Just, Thank just you very much. Back on Brad, that is also another reason we increased our dues, right? We we had an issue where we had play because we were a cheaper club than everyone else at A and M. We were one of the cheapest realistically. We had people come who did it like they were there just for the social aspect of rugby. Just for have another social group and practice is what they like. They wouldn't try as hard in practice and they would goof around all the time. And like, you're not, if you're not going to help build the team, then we don't need that. So now it, it is more expensive, but if you're going to pay that, that means you're showing commitment and you're going to come to these practices and get it, help this team be better. Right. So it, 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 it's a trade off. Yes, it's more expensive, but we're only keeping those players that are going to put their time and effort to be part of AM rugby. Dude, I respect the hell out of that. Both of y'all. Yeah, me too. Yeah, no, fantastic. Uh, I did, uh, so I did notice y'all got some, some new sponsorship this year. Uh, so, like, tell me where that came from, man. Like, because, you know, your boy eats some tahine with his fruit every day. So, uh, I'm a big supporter. So, Manu, please, please explain this. I, I need to step away for a moment, but okay. Manu has this. Cool. Um, so the reason we got sponsorships, we're very fortunate that one of the one of our players' dads is very well connected, and he was very willing to give to the club and help the club grow. So he put me in contact with both. Um, no, so sorry, his son, his uncle. Uh, he's in the board of Tahin, and he wanted his son to get the experience of doing a business presentation. Uh, and then Matt and I worked with him to create this business presentation to present to Tahin. And we gave them for $5,000, um, we gave them the back of our jersey and the shoulder. And then they were very happy with it because we post them everywhere and everything. Then we have Takis as well. Uh, Takis, that was through me. I reached out um, randomly. And I'm very fortunate that I speak Spanish. I'm bilingual, so speaking Spanish helps a lot with them because my conversations <laughs> with talkies are all in Spanish, and it's just me like asking, "Hey, this is what they offer. This is what they want." Like I asked for money, they said yes. Um, it was just getting the right amount because talkies sponsors Adam Football as well, so mm-hmm. they thought Adam Rugby was very similar to Adam Football, and we were like, uh, "We're a sports club. We we don't <laughs> we're not that big yet." Um, and yes. so once that was all yes. cleared up, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, once well, we cleared all of that up, they were very, they were still very happy. Say that again, sorry. I said I we're ranked, and the football team's not so. Well, um. exactly. <laughs> uh, and then so Takis was was great. They once everything was cleared, we still got money from them. That's why we got warm up tops. Uh, we were able to provide with their money every single player that was coming back new and returning everyone a brand new pair of warm-up tops and shorts uh that i know matt's about to go get uh and then the other sponsors uh i work with chuck a lot to get sponsorships so green dog with joel i worked with him to design a new jerseys the, the ones that we currently use that uh, our maroons uses i designed them with him so i asked him if he could you know, if you wanted to sponsor it, he said yes. Then we have uh, Sky Blue, which is uh, another mom willing to donate to the club, and she was very happy to do so, uh, which is great. And then Sheaf and Stone, which I'm sure Dr. Sheaf uh, is very happy. He always donates money uh, via El Maroon or to our endowment, and so 
more than happy to have him as well. And so we already, I'm I actually, I'm wrapping up the process right now. I just designed new jerseys for the upcoming season because Takis wanted to be in the front of it. So they, they paid us 11.4K for that spot. Wow. And so with that, Chuck and I agreed that we're going to keep the rates for this fall season for the 2023-2024 the same for, for the most part. And then for the 2024-2025 season, since we're expecting to grow significantly, where we're starting to routinely go to playoffs, winning first round of playoffs, going to second round and everything, we're going to increase our spots so that or our rates in our jerseys so that we can get more sponsorship money so that we can get these travel fees and we can start getting the experience that we need to. Wow, nice. That was my question. Is like, so where were, you know, like these sponsorship money, like how is it being broken down? Was it just going to like, you know, the 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 kit or was it, you know, hey. Yes. So actually, have you have you all seen our kit? Our, it our looks great. It looks yeah, great. no. I, our, I, our jersey. Yeah, our jersey. The jersey. Have you all seen it? I have one. That's why. If I can show it to you all. I've seen it like from one, social media and play and what y'all complaining. Like, go go grab it, Monty. Go grab it. It'll make good video. Well, when yeah. he's off doing that, I'll, I'll show off the, uh, the the practice kit that each player gets. As you can see, there's a wonderful design here. Um, oh, nice. And yeah. a big old top on the back, as you can see. Um, but each player gets two of them, and they're surprisingly well. I mean, I mean, not surprisingly. It's from Paladin. Uh, they're very well made, um, and they last. They, they can definitely take a beating, uh, and Quite honestly, it does two things for us that are fantastically. Is one, they're nice enough to wear around, so we don't just exclusively wear in a rugby practice, so it gets the club known better. And also, when you have a big old Takis logo on your back, uh, a people lot of people it. like talking about Takis. Yeah. So. There, there might have been times I've been asked, wow, you have Takis on your back? I'm like, yeah. Don't join me in rugby. <laughs> yeah. So, do y'all give out free Takis at practice? I. We, we, okay, we I all the water bottles are lined with little Takis dust. Like, um, <laughs> I asked Takis to send me Takis, and they, they're yet to do so. Uh, <laughs> we didn't have McGarrett Jones. Okay. Yeah, no. yeah. So, right, so here's the jersey. So the front spot, right, 10K, the Oscar Blue. Um, mm-hmm. Here's where we got Takin at. They're here and right there. Right, that, that one right there was 5K. This is... One two five zero and the bottom where Doctor Sheaf is, um, is three k, right? Gotcha. And then just because of I don't, Chuck and I discussed it and we both came into an agreement to the where we should keep the rates the same, um, and then increase them and we will because we are expected to have national exposure and so if yeah. you want to be in our jersey you have to pay the cost to be to be nationally exposed, right. and and that's our expectation and our ultimate goal. And when you, when you say Chuck, you're talking about Mr. Chuck Martin, right? Yes. Okay, cool. Just want to make sure. <laughs> Never heard Mr. Chuck Martin. Yeah. <laughs> his, um, current, his current fundraising uh, chair for Oberon, right? He fundraising, right? Yeah. Pretty sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Dude, that's awesome. So, I'm glad that we, I'm glad that Y'all are having these conversations with the Old Room Board, you know, because I know previously there was, you know, the communication with them. Uh, we were that's what we were wor- really working on, and I think the Old Room, the Old Room members just want to know, like, hey, what's that conversation, you know? And y'all, 
dude, y'all, y'all are doing really well. I'm really happy, you know, like that, that communication is there uh, and some guidance uh, from, dude, some, some of the best old maroon guys, Chuck Martin, like always there, man. Like he was there for us, dude, a lot of those guys, and like they're the reason why we we do this, you know, and continue to get back and, you know, I want to make sure that there's another group of guys that are coming back that are younger than me and Matt, you know, putting their, putting their hands up, you know? Um, so we want to try and figure out, you know, how we can get them involved, you know, like Chuck Martin or coming back and giving, you know, the donations and sponsorships. So, um, I did see on here, do you have uh, a few other, like your, uh, uh, where is it? The, sorry, I had it marked down here. Your trainer, you know, you, the the trainer Man. cost, is that somebody that you'll have coming in uh, that travels with you guys? <laughs> yeah, the, the, uh, man. yeah. The, the man. Rick. The guy. Um, no, so, so Rick, yes, we, we have a we have an athletic trainer that comes to all of our games. Uh, if we're in Texas, uh, he comes to those games as well. Actually, he is coming with us to, to uh, Atlanta's uh, too. But he's uh, Rick is uh, he works for the uh, the physician center here in College Station, mm-hmm. um, so he he's on call because like we have to have a trainer at at rec events like w- with our games being a contact sport. Um, so uh, we we formed a relationship for, with Rick for for years, and uh, he he's very reliable. I mean, he's one of the most knowledgeable trainers that that I know because. Or at least I have the privilege of meeting because I have other trainers asking me if I know Rick. Um, oh yeah, because they, they talk about him. Um, huh. So yeah, it, it's it's a it's a benefit the team gets to have, and it's one that if we were if we were without, it would be very noticeable. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I, I well, does, rec, does the rec center not provide trainers for you? They provide EMTs. They're, they provide oh. trainers at practice, but not for our games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Matt, if you remember, yeah, Matt, if you remember when we the at our home games, the the trainers that we did have were the rec sports trainers that, which we appreciate, of course. Uh, oh, right. they were just good to uh, give us some Advil. <laughs> so uh, maybe oh, I'm some. Not, I'm not saying it's not, you're not doing better now. It's just an added cost <laughs> from what we had. <laughs> yeah, um, I think I was better at treating my own injuries than they were, but. I, I was thankful they were there. Yeah, we say that, but well, as I said, I, I just woke up and my shoulder's killing me. So, <laughs> like the long, the short term and long term effects, right, Matt? So, we'll come uh, when y'all turn thirty six. Call us and we'll compare notes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is it? Well, we haven't had a player that's going in to be like a like a like a doctor yet. So, or like a medical doctor. So. Maybe, yeah. maybe maybe we'll give Rick a, Rick a break uh, when when we have one of those. And just we got one. Him. He's a plastic surgeon. Is that good enough? After, <laughs> hey, we're sorry. Yeah. Well, <laughs> maybe Doctor Schusman needs to you know help out with the uh, you know team team medical expenses. So <laughs> him and any other medical doctors we have on the team, or that feel like they could help donate, right? Um, coaching expenses, man. The uh, are you? Is it split between us and Old Maroon, or are you all fully funding that? No, so so it's currently split between uh, us and Old Maroon. Uh, Old Maroon pays a significant portion already, uh, so we're we're very thankful for that. Uh, however, uh, the club has had increased coaching dues just because of 
just because of our situation. Also, I mean, everyone talks about the inflation or, or this or that, um, but but it's just it just costs more to have a have a full a full coaching staff like we do. Um, other clubs really don't have that privilege. Uh, now we are lucky to be able to to pay it, um, and I'm very glad we are. Uh, but it just costs a lot. It just costs a lot um, to get to get the quality of coaches we have and and to have them stick around, uh, which is also a tough piece to have. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, Matt and I, or the Yeti and I, touched on this, you know, uh, on this on the last episode, and like, man, the time that the coaches put in, you know, uh, away from their families and to be with, uh, you know, some of us young guys to, you know, help lead us, you know, uh, both in life and on the field, you know, like hats off to them, dude, you know, like, and like giving them money helps, you know, but it's still their Mm -hmm. time away from some of the family, you know, Um, and And, I know they do do a lot of work that no one ever sees. Absolutely. Uh The, the, the amount of time on film and just in general preparation, dude, like it's tough, Uh, you know, and, you know, we can look, you know, I can look at this number and know what the number is from Mulroon and can say, like, it's probably not enough, you know, uh, for us to get, you know, the uh, the number of, you know, coaches that we actually need, you know, like uh, a, a head coach, a front, you know, a tag coach, uh, you know, Ford's coach. Well, well I actually, on that point, so, uh, I mean, as as hopefully Mulroon knows, uh, Coach Lowry is leaving us this, this mm-hmm. semester. Um, and we have a whole new squad of coaches coming in. We have three coaches, three, correct? Griffiths actually met, met most of them, I believe. Yeah, um, so we, we yeah, have we, three coming we, in, and then it's just, oh, yeah, no, we, we just have some new coaches coming in. We're, we're talking to another one. He'll, he, he won't cost anything. He's, he's coming more on, like, volu- volunteer, but. Volunteer basis, yep. Yeah, Wait, but it, it, it's, it's looking good. So, yeah, we. We have three fully on, one volunteer, and Johnny will be coming from time to time as well mm-hmm. to help so out with the front row. So the, the adjustment we want to make is to have a full, have a head coach, have a forwards coach, and a back coach, um, and, and not and not increase the expense. Um, and right right now we're on track to do that, which I'm I am very glad for, uh, and it'll hopefully hopefully expose the weaknesses of this team that we can very much make better. Nice. So, uh, y'all have, y'all have Mills coming. Y'all have, is it, I just, I think his name, first name's Luke. Who's the head coach, right? Yes, coach. Luke. Luke. Yes. Luke's the new head coach. Uh, Connor is the new attack coach and seventh coach. And then Griffith, do you remember the name of the third coach y'all interviewed recently? Um, not off the top of my head. I'm sorry. We, there's been a lot of things going on with the rugby. Um, the way Johnny explained it to me, the head Luke's gonna be the head coach. Connor Mills is gonna be the attack and seventh coach. Our third coach will be uh, mainly focused with our great side. Oh, nice. to help them develop even better. And then our fourth coach is, is just a volunteer to help out where needed. And then nice. Johnny will be still helping out with the front row, and he'll come as much as needed. Not as well. Johnny Man, just wants to come do 5 a.m. scrum trainings, doesn't he? <laughs> he, did, he did ask. If we could ask. <laughs> yeah. Dude, those, were, those were brutal, man. But, like, the best trainings, though, too. You know, for a front row player, dude, like, 
for I was undersized in college to play a tight head prop. Uh, you know, it seems like a lot of us were always just converted, uh, you know, backline players, flankers that were just a little bit on the bigger side. Oh, you can play loose head and tight head. Uh, but because of Johnny's 5 a.m. scrum practices and his attention to detail, our technique was always better than everyone else's, man. So, yeah. um, I, I mean, I, I, I know I know we talked about lack of competition every now and then, but our scrums are dominant. Um, I mean, we, we did we did have, we did have a couple bad ones against Cal Poly, but but we, we were definitely in that in those scrums. Um, anyway, I mean the, those scrums, like like you said, they were they were kind of tough from the beginning, but once like our the top head in the front row, they started like really thinking about and analyzing. You can see from them getting lifting up in the beginning of the game to coming back down and then just pushing them through towards the end of the game. So uh, I do have a question with being part of the red, uh, is it D1A? So you're, you're part of D1A, right? Are you, uh, for instance, y'all win this uh, next weekend. We're going to have to, you know, look at like, Hey, how do we fundraise? Right. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Does D1A provide any scholarship or like do they have any funds to help help out or does the rec have any additional funds that we it, could like oh out to? I, no. if you know that any I would love to I would love to hear. Um yeah. the, so so or from D1A at least uh for the for the rec though we actually get an allocation uh from the rec for each annual annual academic year. Um and we Currently, blew right through that um, with booking uh, this this Marietta trip. Uh, we, we've used some of the funds in the past to fund tech, or I mean, going to tech and like paying for vans uh, to mm-hmm. drive out there. Um, however, I'll tell you what, flights are a really easy way to clear out an account. I actually believe, or after we bought flights, we have ten dollars and thirty two cents left in our allocation from the rec. Um, oh. and then and then. And, and then Manu paid for the rest with, uh, with his credit card. Oh gosh! Um, I, I, I bought that. I have a eight thousand dollar bill sitting that I'm waiting to get reimbursed on. Uh, yeah, I would have I, I would have used mine, but my credit card was maxed out from buying or booking the hotel rooms for the twenty three twenty five. Um, it just that like hurts me because I was I'm already like I, if I did that like you just hear my wife being like you spent you did what. You know, <laughs> I got this credit card, you know, notification, Stephen, or, you know, these hotels, what are you doing? Uh, Especially man. Men's Club, where you're not going to go ask everybody to repay you back. It ain't going to happen. I mean, what is it? I'm, I'm the treasure. I'm making sure mine and I get paid back. Man, so, I, there's... It just comes to show, like, the, the need for Old Rune to be like, hey, here's where the funds go, right? Like, y'all want to y'all wanna give and, like, help out? You know. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those, it's one of those, it's one of those beasts. It's just the nature of a business. It's the nature of just running an organization. If, if you had more money, you can do more things. Um, yeah. Now, with with the money that we already received from Old Rune, we're, we're so thankful. I mean, we we are the only club that gets to have like the benefits that y'all give us. So, I mean, if those benefits increase, the team just gets better, um, and and you'll see us more often. 
And, uh, you know, maybe we can afford that two-star hotel. Uh, <laughs> Instead of a one star, yeah. If there's like any recommend, I would still make y'all like have to do four to a room, you know, because like oh we do oh oh no guarantees four to a room. I think one of like my favorite thing as a senior player was like a room assignments to like try and like get some of like the guys to like interact with people that they wouldn't normally do like. I always words and backs with them and like the divas like that were backs like you're sleeping with one of the nastiest props for sure like you're you're sleeping with the stinky ones you know what was it uh for 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 sevens uh i was booking i booked a hotel for for sevens nationals uh uh, nationals in houston months ago and uh and and james like we're gonna have like two to a room right i'm like no (laughs) (laughs) You're doing four to a room, and and I don't I don't care. Yeah. Uh, the, the the line I used was, uh, Coach, our, our quality of living here in College Station is is low. It does not take a lot to to meet those. Yeah. No. Well, it's funny because like you you start getting used to some of those guys that like, oh no, he's a good he's a good bedmate. Like I, I want this. Yeah. Right. Right. Like who do you want in a room with? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He he, he sits quietly. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, nice. Sorry, uh, guys, man. I'm uh This has been awesome talking to you guys. Uh, you know, like I can't thank y'all enough for spending some time to come to, to talk to me and the Yeti. Uh, I think. We continue doing something like this, getting to know the players, understanding like, hey, what are the expenses? You know, uh, I didn't even touch on this. But we had the live stream. Is there a way to continuously live stream games? Okay, okay. Uh, it's Steve and Steve. We're having, to, we're having a really good conversation. Um, How much time? We're, do we have? We're, I'll, I'll let you know we're in the we're in the works on that. We we've, we've been aiming this semester to get that in the works, um, and and it will hopefully be coming to Old Marin soon. Uh, our, our plan is, is for next year we can actually start doing live streams. It's that way you guys can actually watch us play live. I mean, watch us play and ho- and and dominate some teams. Uh, live. And but, but we we've been we've been aiming to get that get that done. Uh, the the method the method in which we do it has been a point of contention. Uh, however, we're we're figuring it out. The okay. rest is sure. Good. No. Hey, that's perfect. We're coming up on an hour fifteen, so I think we've got pretty good. <laughs> we've had pretty good conversation. Uh, I think Griffin's okay. battery already died, and Manu's been put in the uh, witness protection service. Yeah. yeah. For some reason, All right. Well, guys, thanks again, dude. I mean, this was fantastic. I really enjoyed talking to you guys. Um, you know, maybe we'll do this again sometime soon. Uh, so just let us know. I hope so. Uh, yeah, uh, let's keep the communication going. If you got other guys that you think would be, you know, worth us having a conversation on, I know we're going to have Coach James on soon. We're also going to have the president, the current president of the Overroon, uh, on soon as well. Uh, so people that want to be on this, reach out to me and the Yeti. Uh, we want to have you all on. So. I think after after playoffs are all done and after y'all's banquet, it'd be good to have some people on and kind of do a, a full season recap. We can, you know, spotlight the guys who won awards in the banquet and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. That's a good way to do it. Or, hey, maybe we can do a outgoing senior kind of thing. That'd be cool. Yeah, uh, that'd be perfect. Let's do that. Well, yeah, it's easy for five of us, so. 
No, that'd be great. <laughs> send us the link for, or send us the link. Send us uh, the list of names that we should get on there. The of cool. course. Sounds good. Well, Stephen, uh, Yeti, thank you guys so much for having us. We very yes, much appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Turner? See you guys. Have a good one.